Welcome to episode 103 of the PharmExec podcast. I'm Elaine Quilici, Editor-in-Chief of PharmExec Magazine, here along with my co-host, Group Social Media Editor, Miranda Schmalfis. PharmExec Magazine is a multimedia publishing brand that brings you the latest insights to master the science of success. On this week's episode, Miranda and I have the pleasure of speaking with Robert Clark, CEO of Kineset Therapeutics. Robert talks about his journey in helping to fight conditions such as asthma and COPD with inhaled therapeutics. Let's take a quick break from our sponsor and we'll be right back with Robert. What if you had limitless access to customer insights, accelerated timelines, and set fees? At True Serum Network, we're fueled by connections in virtually every area of healthcare as part of MJH Life Sciences. The result? Audience-fed creative and more powerful content in less time. True Serum Network, releasing what's real. Find out more at truesterumntwk.com. Hello, podcasters. On this week's episode, Miranda and I have the pleasure of speaking with Robert Clark, CEO and co-founder of Kineset Therapeutics. Robert's here to discuss developing inhaled therapies to fight asthma and COPD, which is especially relevant today as COVID-19 poses significant problems for these sufferers. Thanks for joining us today, Robert. Thanks very much for having me. Thanks for being with us, Robert. So can you tell us a little bit about how your background as a scientist led to your current position in pharma? Absolutely. So my own training is actually as a biomedical engineer, and I have a PhD in pulmonary physiology. So I spent years as an academic studying environmental particulates as a health hazard. That was the focus of my academic research. And about 23 years ago, I met professors Bob Langer and David Edwards out of MIT and Harvard, who were thinking instead about particles for drug delivery. And so it was a natural transition with my engineering background in order to start thinking about particles for good and how we could treat patients with inhaled therapies. So that background and baseline as a scientist has supported my career as I've worked in developing respiratory therapeutics now for 23 years. And so I've always come at it with the viewpoint as a scientist to think about what's the unmet need for patients and how might we solve that unmet need with a respiratory therapeutic. And as I transitioned into leadership roles and became a CEO, it's always given me the ability to have a baseline thinking about the science that we're working on and how that then fits into our business model as we both look for funding as well as advance the products through clinical development. And what has driven you to study in this therapeutic area? I actually am a mild asthmatic myself. So I guess there's a bit of self-serving interest there, but your lung disease is obviously critically important for health. And around the world, it is obviously one of the major disease outcomes that impacts the lives of literally hundreds of millions of people. And then also my own mom actually died of lung cancer. So I have a keen interest in the study of lung disease and how we can try and avoid these horrible outcomes that people experience. So how has COVID affected the study of respiratory diseases and the development of therapies in this space? With COVID, it's actually brought more spotlight back to respiratory therapeutics. It's an unfortunate outcome of this pandemic. Yeah, in my own story, as I was thinking about what to do next after I left my last company, I was actually looking in some potential areas outside of respiratory. And it was actually my wife who pointed out that with COVID, it's actually a good time to be a respiratory scientist. 
So that has driven a lot of interest from investors around not only therapeutics for COVID, but then respiratory diseases, because individuals with a respiratory disease, as you pointed out at the beginning, are quite susceptible to COVID and can have negative outcomes in the long term. So it's actually led to increased investor interest, the formation of a number of new companies, both directly looking to treat COVID as well as to treat respiratory diseases. What's the potential for inhaled therapeutics beyond asthma and COPD? So inhaled therapies certainly are considered for a number of diseases beyond asthma and COPD. Those are the ones you commonly hear about and everyone I think is familiar with you know, an asthma inhaler that you see patients use. But as we think outside that space, there are a number of rare diseases that are of significant concern, idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, IPF, pulmonary arterial hypertension, PAH, which is more of a cardiovascular disease than a lung disease. And then also the lungs actually are a very promising portal for delivery for therapeutics systemically. So you can actually use the lung as a point of entry by developing your inhaled therapeutic in a small enough particle size that it can get into the deep airway and therefore get into the systemic circulation. So in the past, people have developed inhaled insulin for the treatment of diabetes as one example, but there's a number of interesting plays right now in the migraine space, as well as other disease areas where you would think about getting the drug into the bloodstream via the law. And how might the active pharmaceutical ingredients or API in the medicines you're working on have applications beyond their inhaled versions? So the specific drug class that we're working on right now is an inhaled JAK therapy. So as a JAK, it's a novel anti-inflammatory. We have a pan-JAK, meaning it hits all of the JAK subtypes in that pathway. And so JAKs also are actually approved for rheumatoid arthritis, as well as atopic dermatitis. So those were the original approaches that were taken with JAK therapy. So certainly we could think about not rheumatoid arthritis for our product, but potentially dermatitis applications. And there's also JAK inhibitors in development for gastrointestinal disease. So it certainly is a potentially wide-ranging drug class. In the last year and a half, you've heard a lot about concerns about safety with JAKs from a systemic exposure standpoint. So that's certainly something to keep in mind. But again, our approach as an inhale therapy, we think reduces that risk because we're targeting where we want the drug to go, where the disease is in the airway. And we specifically are trying to keep it out of the deep lung and therefore the systemic circulation, which might drive side effects. So you still oversee the clinical development of Kinesset's pipeline with your co-founder. How do you balance the roles of scientist and CEO? So we have a small core team, but very experienced in developing respiratory therapeutics. So at the company, you know, I'm the CEO. We have a chief business officer, Roger and our chief development officer, Frazier, who really knows the program backwards and forwards. And he was leading the program at his previous company where we licensed the program from. So we don't have a chief scientific officer at the moment or a chief medical officer. And so we kind of divide up the role of chief scientific officer. I have a scientific background, as does Frazier. And so we're able to, based on experience and all of our consultants that we work with in KOLs, to manage what we're thinking about scientifically. And the same goes for clinical development, where we have a very experienced clinical advisory board, experts in the severe asthma space, which is the lead indication that we're going after. And they support our clinical protocol development, as well as the execution of our clinical trial. Although we specifically oversee the trial ourselves, and we are the sponsors at Kinesec. Robert, thanks so much for being with us today. It's been really interesting learning about the potential for inhaled therapies. Thank you very much for having me. I really enjoyed the conversation. 
What if you had limitless access to customer insights, accelerated timelines, and set fees? At TrueSterum Network, we're fueled by connections in virtually every area of healthcare as part of MJH Life Sciences. The result? Audience-fed creative and more powerful content in less time. True Serum Network, releasing what's real. Find out more at truesterumntwk.com. And now it's time for this week's leadership tips from pharma execs. Hi, my name is Robert Clark. I'm the CEO of Kineset Therapeutics. My leadership tip is to always rely on the team that you have around. And remember, even as the CEO, there's always something that you can learn from an individual who might be coming up the ladder. As you were once in that position, it's great to be able to share ideas. And that is the best way, I think, to grow both company strategy, but also company camaraderie and build the strength of the team. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's Farm Exec podcast. We are always pleased to take you behind the headlines, provide expert tips from industry leaders, and give you an inside look at what the Farm Exec staff is working on. Remember, you can always find us on the web at farmexec.com, on Twitter at farmexec, on Instagram at farmexecutive, and on YouTube. The views expressed on this podcast do not reflect the views of Farmexec, its parent company, or our advertisers. For editorial questions, please email Editor-in-Chief Elaine Quilici at E-Q-U-I-L-I-C-I at MJHLifeSciences.com. And for sponsorship opportunities, please email group publisher Todd Baker at T-B-A-K-E-R at MJHLifeSciences.com.